0: Lord, no adjustments. Clean. To did you get this in Tennessee? Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> <when it's time laughs> Where did I get this? I,
0: I mean, I guess it makes more sense to get it here. Yeah. This is like part of the, or I guess that's part of the national anthem, not the Star Spanglish. Yeah. Yeah. You to the Betsy Ross Museum. That's in their gift shop. It's, yeah, it's uh, the lighters and flags, but you can't light the flags on fire. Not cannot light the flag. <laughs> this is for not lighting
1: flags. <laughs> you can set fire to something else via a flag, though. This is like a meta thing in this song because he just ramble for the rest of the song. It's like, dude, I believe you. I believe you are a rambling man.
0: You have enough evidence.
1: You stopped singing 30 minutes ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which honestly kind of conflicts with him being rambling.
1: I know. Maybe it's meta in the opposite direction. Yeah, like he was like, he rambles yeah, on the guitar. I was born a rambling man, but I've changed. Now here's a 45-minute guitar solo to end the song. After the great verse, leaving out of Nashville, Tennessee, live from the studio. I'm Jim
0: Zelensky. and I'm. Raccoon catching Eric Glazer over here. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying.
1: <laughs> country names, dude. I love I love country names, man. I uh posted our uh promo. Oh, can you open that? Can you crack yeah. that door a little bit? I fucking feeling like a coon in July right now. Well, I guess you can't. Say, uh, whatever. About yeah. well, raccoons. Raccoons. Raccoons, they're all they're all black. And white? No, they're primarily. not. Primarily, they're gray. <laughs> are they gray? Yeah, they're gray. Oh, I'm and think- They have
0: the little ba- the little robbers, little black stripes.
1: You know what I'm thinking? Of? I'm thinking of skunks.
0: Thinking of skunks, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get you my know, they're vermin. They're French.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are French.
0: Yeah. Historically, <laughs> they're French and sex pests.
1: Yes, that's known. This is known. Uh, coming at you live here after a glorious week. This time. I took a trip.
0: Yeah. To the
1: wonderful. Uh, this is normally something I'd say just as because I do this a lot. I just make like a word that sounds like a word. Mm-hmm. Smashville.
0: Smash. But they call I it like Smashville. They
1: call it Smashville.
0: Home of the Smashburger. It,
1: I I wonder. I I think it has something to do with uh the hockey team because okay. they're like big
0: with their hockey team. The Tennessee Smash. <laughs> the Tennessee Smash. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how we were the Baltimore Blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just onomatopoeias. Pow!
1: The Nashville Booyah! <laughs> um, no, they have the Nashville Predators, but I, so I don't know. I, I think maybe a smash... I know there's like a slap shot in hockey.
0: Mm-hmm. I wondered if maybe it was... Smash. That's like a... Uh- volleyball type thing right or a I tennis badminton. Type thing? badminton badminton when you
1: smash mm. it a lot of racket sports have smashes mm-hmm. the shuttlecock you fucking smash it mm-hmm. and uh but i i wondered if actually it was a play on kind of like how we have small more mm. if they were like we're smashed <laughs>
0: it like doesn't imme- it's not immediately apparent but yeah. I, oh, I well everyone does that shman francisco <laughs> <Sh-Miami>. New york New <laughs> york <Sh-Mu-York>. shmikago
1: Los <laughs> angeles you know i mean yeah every city thinks they're small but only some cities are truly small and I mean, i'm here some to, of them work though i'm here to tell you that obviously Smalltimore does the best job of that mm-hmm. of a being small and b Sounding with our nickname like we are small, but
0: and, and we are kind of small we are Nashville's small. pretty big.
1: I thought it was, but mm. I'm here to tell you it's kind of Smashville dude
0: really S- and, and here actually here's why I mean, th- it's spread out a lot
1: here's why I think uh Nashville is small and why Smashville works mm-hmm. because it seems like the entire city is smashed into Broadway when yeah. you go out.
0: Yeah, Broadway, that's, like, the big district. That's, like, the big night district.
1: I drove around, uh, I, I made a point of this, and I'm going to get into this later on the app, a little travel hacks uh, segment that I planned uh, 10 seconds before we started recording. Um, but I did stay, not in downtown, I stayed in
0: Midtown. Okay. And... um What's give some landmarks around around what were you I
1: stood I stayed right by Vanderbilt okay the college
0: yeah um is that kind of by the Parthenon
1: I think in you the room that out
0: you had to have checked out the I did right I thought
1: it'd be Are too stereotypical crazy I, thought it'd be, I saw the real Parthenon there's bro.
0: a uh there's a music uh museum in the basement of the Parthenon too
1: Nashville's having a hard time figuring it out they They have a very difficult uh identity I think mm-hmm. I think um it is weird because their their football team is the Tennessee Titans, which mm-hmm. I guess is for all of Tennessee. but I'm imagining it's primarily to do with like kind of like well Memphis, I think, has some type of Greek connotation to it. I think mm-hmm. the city of Memphis is like a well a lot of, like,
0: early America. I mean, obviously, like, democracy in itself is based off of old shit, Mm -hmm. like Greece shit, Roman shit. Yeah. But, like, a lot of uh, early American stuff is very Mm Greek-inspired, I feel like. And I think, from what I remember, because I went to the the Parthenon a couple years ago, it was uh, the hundred-year anniversary of Nashville being a city. Hmm. They built that for the celebration of the city being 100 years old well and it was supposed to be like uh in the park they had like a a festival every year and they had different things like i think they had like a pyramid built somewhere in the park for a while they had the parthenon they had like a bunch of weird like yeah. It was almost like Las Vegas now, where they have like the wonders of the world. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got this weird thing from Nashville. I really liked it. I'm gonna preface this mm-hmm. by saying I really liked Nashville. But Nashville's
0: super cool. It's very white
1: though. I was impressed it's like too white. Yeah. For me. I was impressed at how that's coming from a white guy. That's oh, hey, that's white. Coming from, hey, that's coming from Eric Glazer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, white. <laughs> uh, definitely pretty white. I saw some non white things going on there, but it's it's very. Uh, I, I think, okay, first, okay, speaking of that, uh, first and foremost, you always judge a city by its hood. Mm-hmm. How dangerous is this city, really? Nashville, I'm going to give it a not at all, which yeah. is cool. I went to Buena Vista, which is their. "Quote unquote bad neighborhood." It was basically like you, Okay, so <laughs> where you live in Belvedere kind of area, yeah, yeah. but like if you go like a couple blocks over, there's like a worse part of town over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was that. Yeah. So it was like where like Towson becomes the city, like Lake Avenue, Chincapin Parkway. That mm-hmm. was like their like, on Google, like, their hood. I'm, like, driving through. I'm, like, this looks like Walker Avenue to me, you know? So so that was impressive. There was definitely, I mean, mixed, uh, diverse uh, clientele over there. But definitely, more than anything, what stood out is I didn't realize just how, I'm not going to say chuggy, but I'll say trendy. Mm -hmm. Very trendy city. Very up-and-coming. For sure.
0: It was weird. Well, I think during the pandemic, they had, like, a thousand percent increase in population Mm -hmm. like it it was something crazy like that like that's not the real number but it was up there like that
1: it i would i would believe it i mean i saw like it kind of reminded me of like you know how like Towson has like magically like like exponentially grown in the past Mm -hmm. 10 years there were like cranes building shit up everywhere and the weird thing about nashville is that i i noticed because i did kind of make an effort obviously when you go to a city. When you go to a city like Nashville, Broadway, you kind of want to be in and around that area. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like their claim to fame, uh, because like uh, any
0: real city, uh, their downtown actually matters, Mm -hmm. unlike Baltimore. Well, and that's, you know, that's the Morgan Whalen song, I think, is named after that street, Broadway Girls.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Morgan Whalen.
0: But it
1: it seemed like every business was either packed out of its mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: or closed permanently. Yeah, There was no in between. There was no like, we're a bar, pop on in and like grab a seat at the bar, which is like open. It was like, we're either open and it's insane in here or we've been closed since 2021. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. It was like, and you see like things built up and, and like I kind of like tried to ask people about it Uh, like uber drivers but they don't know you know um but it just kind of like stuck out and it was very like i could see why it a lot of people i know are moving there and uh i get it now it's Mm -hmm. definitely like one of those cities it's like i'm moving to nashville very very kind of yuppie-ish you know um it was kind of this thing where you and I, i think this is the case for most cities um, and I think the bigger the city is, the more this is relevant, which is if you actually want to experience the true culture of the city, you kind of have to branch away from downtown. Like, uh, you know, like, are you going to experience I say this about Baltimore all the time. It's like, are you going to experience the true Baltimore culture in Canton Square Or you're going to see it in like fucking, you know, like Dundalk or something where it's like, oh, those are people that are like actually from here. They didn't move here to get like a nice town home and live with the roommates after college. Like this is like your grandfather worked at Bethlehem Steel, you know, like one of those things. And so it's kind of the same with Nashville where like there was like this identity of the city, which is country cowboy cowgirl type of thing. But it seemed like everyone that was walking on the streets was in like a Halloween costume. Like everyone goes, girls make a whole thing of it to like buy my cowboy boots and my, and my shirt and my cowboy hat. And it's like, okay, but is anyone at this bar right now actually from even Tennessee? I have to wonder. Yeah. Um, so I did kind of want to, uh, we did go horseback riding and, um, on the second day we were there, which is the first time I ever ridden the back of a horse. Yeah. That's fucked up. You ever done that? No,
0: I never want to. Really? No.
1: It was, um, I, I'd recommend it. (laughs) I'd recommend it. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it kind of, when I was thinking about, first of all, we got there and I, you know, as we know, I don't believe in the weather. I didn't check the weather. And of course the weather was saying, it's not going to rain. You're good. We, we, we got like an hour slot where basically it's like a trail thing. So you go to this like stable out mm-hmm. in like the stick kind of i think it was right by murfreesboro tennessee which is like an outskirts kind of probably like akin to like their like bel-air mm-hmm. to baltimore and um so we drive out there and uh we got like an hour trail tour like around the thing and of course only specifically during that hour the entire trip did it pour down rain and i'm on horseback and it's <laughs> and you're poor- recommending it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to rain every time you get on a horse, but that has been my experience 100% of the time as of now. Um, but I did kind of like kind of let myself slip into those like childhood. You know, how like when you're a kid and like you pick up like a, a stick and all of a sudden it's like a rifle. Yeah. You're like rolling around and you're like pow, 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 pow. And, like, you have, like, another thing, and it's, like, a sword. I was on horseback, and I was, like, this is a good time to pretend, like, I'm, like, in Lord of the Rings, kind yeah. of. And, like, I was practicing, like, my, like, you know how, like, in a movie when you see, like, a a, a distinguished gentleman ride into town? Like, he's, like, the prince, mm-hmm. and you just see, like, his shoulders swaying with the horse yeah, kind yeah. of thing? I was, like, practicing that. <laughs> I was, like, yo. This like if this was three hundred years ago, this would be like what I would use to get mm-hmm. around. Like I wouldn't have a car, and it doesn't look nearly as distinguished to roll up in a Nissan Altima <laughs> as when you pull up in a horse in the pouring rain. Yeah. And you feel like I'm just imagining, like yo, like what if I just got done at the Civil War, like just riding around? You know, it was kind of like I, I allowed myself to truly uh, embrace those fantasies. You know, it, it's something that it, it's something that I would recommend only because. You kind of get in touch with A. It's amazing that these horses are able to follow like commands like that. And I wasn't, don't get me wrong, this was a, this was like a, anybody can get on the horse type of thing and like you follow the leader i wasn't yeah, just like, like break it yeah i wasn't <laughs> i didn't have to tame a stallion and, like you know give him a budweiser or whatever you had to do and then like hop on and like rodeo and then like race through the field shooting at native americans i was just like on it walking and every now and then i would try to press my luck a little bit like i would get you ever
0: like kick it or like uh...
1: no apparently the way you actually do it if you're not i mean if you're a tourist like myself i'm sure that it, there is some involvement of like kicking with the spurs mm-hmm. but they said with with the this horse you just kind of like squeeze in like you squeeze in on your thighs and mm-hmm. and then it just knows to go and then if you like lean back and say whoa it was like i've whoa. seen this before <laughs> and like they're giving you like a uh like a tutorial beforehand and uh it's just funny how much you don't know. Like I was like, all right. So like, if I wanted to go, I just have to take the reins like, yeah, yeah. You know, like one of those things. And they're like, nah, 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 nah. nah. Whoa, whoa. I'm like, okay, dude, I don't know. Like, how do I get this thing going? (laughs) How
0: does that work on me too?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's cool that they, they like train the horses and then like, you kind of like pull on the thing this way. And it's just like, all right, I'm going this way. And it's also cool that they kind of have their own personalities you know like the thing didn't like me at first i had to earn its respect you know like the thing came up and then when i say the thing i mean the The living being the horse (laughs) the horse came up she picked out a horse for me i think it was a girl named sabby sabby sounds like a girl name could have been a guy sabby and uh
0: thing like sebastian sebastian that could be sebby maybe seba i didn't sabrina ch- i didn't check under the Sabrina, hood. maybe sabrina could be that Sabrina. sabby yeah
1: and uh you know i had her by the reins and then she was like all right walk her over to the thing mm-hmm. and i was like all right and i tried to walk and the horse was like no nah, i'm nah, not moving
0: you had to grab her by the pussy
1: <laughs> and when you're from baltimore they just let you no um i was i was walking i was trying to and then i had to like give her a carrot you know they're gonna say kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a kiss and finally and then like the other the stable master lady was like all right come on blah, blah, blah. and then she finally listened to me and then uh and then she you know we're walking and like the horse pretty much knows its way around mm. but i kind of want to feel like i'm driving it a little bit
0: yeah you don't want to feel like you're on a roller coaster yeah
1: i don't i i want to feel like i you know like so i would like test it kind of like if there was like a thing this way and i'll be like why don't we go over here. Like, there was like a fork <laughs> in the road, and I could see the horse wanting to do that. I'm like, now nah, let's do that just to show that I am kind of doing something here. Yeah. You know, and then I would let myself get far behind and then be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just jog up. And I was, and like, when you're fucking on a whole, you're like, holy shit, dude, this is legit. This yeah. is legit. It was really cool, man. I really wish it wasn't raining. It didn't ruin the experience for me, but, uh, It would have been nicer if it wasn't pouring rain, and then I had to drive an hour back to uh, the city soaking wet, which is another thing about traveling, which, again, I promise we'll get into the do's and don'ts. But when you've driven 11 hours, one hour is nothing. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. When I drove down to Miami... in perspective. Yeah, when I drove down to Miami with Liv uh, last summer just about last summer, last August. Uh, it's That's like an 18 and a half hour drive from Baltimore.
0: Yeah, it's fucked up.
1: And then we drove to Key West, which is three hours because it's like a string of islands mm-hmm. off of Miami. Three hours there, three hours back. That's, a, that's slightly longer than the drive to Ocean City is because mm-hmm. Ocean City is about two and a half. Dude, that was no problem. Yeah, compared like to 18. Yeah, we got up. We drove three hours out. It was like we spent a whole day in Key West. We drove back. I didn't even think about it. But when you're, like, not on a trip and you drive, like, I'll drive, like, one hour to a gig in Gaithersburg, I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. What am I? The Trav Harlem Globetrotters right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that really puts things in perspective. But all in all, it was it was really cool, like, that particular thing. It was Liv's idea, obviously.
0: How'd you drive? Did you drive through, like, the Smoky Mountains?
1: Um, yeah, so we went down. We, we actually did stop in the Smoky Mountains on the way back. Hell yeah. But we drove, yeah, we drove, like, out... 70 and then we took like some weird route to 81 kind of cuts across diagonally and then something happened that i i I literally so we left at two in the morning which technically is thursday morning but you know what i mean like wednesday night Mm -hmm. like wednesday night two in the morning trying to get there by like noon or afternoon the next day Mm -hmm. thursday and we're driving out and about like three hours in the drive i'm already getting a little Eyes are getting heavy, knees are weak, arms are heavy. Yeah. Well, because you probably so didn't right.
0: wake up at two. You probably stayed up. Oh, and no. Then left.
1: Well, uh, this is a good time to bring in my preamble here. Uh, I was born a preambling man. Um, that Wednesday morning, I had to wake up for traffic court mm. at eight because I had to fight a ticket from that female cop who I talked about on the podcast before. Mm hmm. And it was a ninety dollar reckless driving, wanton disregard for public safety. And I was like, this is bullshit. So I requested a trial, showed up. She wasn't there. Hell yeah. She knew she didn't want the smoke. Yeah. Got out of that ticket. Hell yeah. No problem. I walked up and the judge was like kind of like helping everybody along. And they did this thing where it was like like I think I was the only I don't know. There was other people that like, they would go up to the thing and the only like,
0: one self representing.
1: I, there were people that self-represented, but it wasn't really represented. They would do this thing. She kept on saying, like, you'll waive your guilty plea with the president's presence of an officer. So I think what happens is, I'm just guessing this, that they had shown up before, pled not guilty, and the officer was there. Mm. And then I think at that point, you, because they know that that's what everybody tries to do, they kind of give you the option. you like, all right, the officer was there, so do you now plead guilty? Are you actually going to try to fight this? Because I know you just pled not guilty hoping the officer wouldn't show up. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a bunch of those people that previously had shown up. The officer was there when they pled not guilty. So they had to change their plea and then they just show up and kind of take whatever comes to them. I think I was the only person that day that it was my first go around and the officer wasn't there. And so when I pulled up to to the bench, when I approached the bench, she was like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Unsafe lane switch, whatever. I had prepared a whole diatribe, a whole podcast segment. Yeah, yeah. PowerPoint. Oh, yeah. I was, I was ready to go in. I stayed up pretty late the night before thinking about it uh until about three in the morning. So I got five hours of sleep. Walk in, officer's not there. She's like, How do you plea? And I kind of like, I was kind of expecting the judge to kind of like help me and mm-hmm. be like, All right. So you obviously plead not. She didn't. She made me say it. And I was like, Uh, uh, not not guilty and she was like all right cool you're good to go i was like oh snap nice. she said all right just drive safer next time which i'm not gonna lie kind of pissed me off
0: yeah because
1: i already was driving safely yeah yeah now you think that i'm only yeah, not you think guilty i
0: just got lucky
1: i didn't get lucky i would have won this case lady yeah your honor i was prepared to win this case Damn. Uh, when she said like just drive safely i almost was like I already do. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, in fact. And guess what? I'm gonna drive for 12
0: hours tonight on five hours of
1: sleep. <laughs> and guess what? I'm appealing this. I am appealing this <laughs> this verdict just so I can fight it in court.
0: Just so hopefully the next time I show up, you're not here.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. That of course leads into the next night, which I did not sleep at all. So now I'm now I'm going 24 hours with only five hours of sleep to show for it, and then I have to drive another 12 You're hours. You're doing an all-nighter. So at this point, I am weary, weary, mm-hmm. driving down uh, the Styx Road, 81. And um, never seen this in my life before. Uh, traffic comes to a complete stop. It's four in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Traffic comes to a complete stop, not for a little bit, not like a while. We didn't move. For two and a half, didn't move for two and a half hours.
0: Oh, my God.
1: We just, I fell asleep and I put my car in park. Liv was kind of sleeping the whole time. I said, look, I need you to do me a solid. You're sleeping all the whole time before and the whole time after. I'm going to sleep now because we're not moving. Can you just stay awake and wake me up if anybody moves? You can sit and scroll TikTok, whatever you got to do. Just let me know if somebody moves. Two and a half hours asleep." in the fucking fast lane Man,
0: that's kind of nice honestly it was it was nice but but it was how how long into the trip are you at that point like
1: four hours four hours yeah i am i'm always very ambitious when i do a long drive like that yeah. i'm thinking
0: like i'll fuck probably i'll make it
1: and then like within because the sunlight is a big power player in it too mm-hmm. as soon as the sun rises well, when i'm as soon I'm driving,
0: as like morning rush hour starts you're fucked yeah yeah but um but you got fucked three hours before that
1: but it'll wake me up like mm-hmm. the sun will wake me up oh yeah, yeah um so like if i can just make it through the night when that sun rises it's kind of the same because i do this all the time every now and then i've done doing it more recently where i like stay up the whole night because mm-hmm. my sleep schedule has been fucked up and it's weird because as soon as the sun rises your body's like all right we're gonna because your body still wants to sleep when it's dark out your body's yeah. like your natural instincts are like dude come on let's go to sleep and the sun rises your body's like you know what fucking forget it fucking forget it we're up now We'll do it live. And then you're up, you're up again until it gets dark again. And then when it gets dark again, then you're fucking out. Because yeah. your body's like, you, you thought I forgot? You're tired as <laughs> shit, bro. Like, oh, damn, true. I am tired as shit. But anyway, we're in the lane, and we, I fall asleep for two and a half hours. And Liv tries calling information, being like, you know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Nobody knew it was going to, apparently they were just building an overpass. So they mm. just completely stopped traffic. And I'm thinking like, this is in Virginia. I'm thinking like, you would think that obviously There'd you don't, be a detour. you don't impromptu build an overpass. Mm. You're not like, oh uh, shit, I got time. Let's do it. You plan this. You got fucking wide loads of steel beams coming in for months. You got architects out there going, all right, it's definitely passing over. We're good. Build it. How do you not go three exits before be like, hey, just to let you know, this road is completely shut down. Not like kind of shut down. Not like you're behind like an Amish person on a carriage. Completely done. Might as well be up to a a cliff. Just you're not moving. Go this exit. Go around. They didn't do any of that. And of course, it's easy for me to sit there and be like, well, I'm just driving for a vacation. But that's not everybody. Mm -hmm. Not everyone I-81 southbound is heading down to Nashville for the weekend for a fun trip. There were like a billion trucks that like have like deliveries and shit that are now delayed three hours. Now they might not be able to sleep because they got to make up that time. You know, I don't know how fucking trucking works. Uh, but I just could not believe it. It was so strange. I'd never been in this predicament before. And I actually, when I woke up from my slumber, I actually had a thought when I realized we still hadn't moved. I actually for a moment I thought. Because I was kind of like dozing in and out when I was driving. Not really, but I was doing like the shaky thing where yeah. you're like driving, you're like, huh. and then I hit my a couple slaps mm-hmm. and it, I was due to sleep. So it was yeah, actually yeah. very well timed. That might have been God being like, dude, yeah, sleep. We're going to stop the road because apparently <laughs> we can't stop you. And uh, I woke up and I was like, did I die? Yeah. Is this Am I in, like, purgatory right now? Is this what this is? Like, am I just permanently stuck in traffic? It was Dude, so weird. I had weird.
0: feeling in Boston. It was on my last night in Boston, and, like, marijuana was legal up there, so I, like, smoked a fuck ton on my last night, about to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. An album came out that I've been really looking forward to, and I was, like, high out of my mind. I put on the new little Uzi album. Yeah. And then in... It just like wasn't what I was expecting. So I was like (laughs) in my room alone. It was very surreal too, because I was on a bunk bed that whole trip. Uh I slept on like the top bunk of a bunk bed in our Airbnb. Yeah. In my own room, but it was like that was, you know, that was the only other bed. Yeah. So I was just high out of my mind in the top bunk of a bunk bed in a city that I'm not familiar with, listening to, like, a new album, freaking out because I'm like, is this my brain, like, mm-hmm. figuring out? Like, is my brain trying to come up with new little Uzi yeah, music? Yeah, your brain. And this is the best it can do, and it sucks. <laughs> and I was like, am I fucking dead? Like, did I die somehow? Am I asleep right now? Like, That's a great review. no way... <laughs> this is real music.
1: That's a great review for an album. This album was so bad. It made me question my existence. <laughs> I no longer believe I was alive when I popped on this album.
0: Dude, legitimately.
1: <laughs> no, it was it was it was it was one of those things that just like it, it blew it blew every it blew everything and then so I got but again well timed. It's amazing what two hours will do for you. I woke up Pretty much drove the rest of the way there and uh, got there at two. And again, just going back to the whole Nashville thing in general, like I I did like the touristy things kind of because mm-hmm. um, I think I think we probably could get into the the travel do's and don'ts at this point because um, okay. I think these are important things to know. And I'm gonna pull these up here
0: before we dive. I gotta know. Did you yes. have any hot chicken?
1: Oh, that's in the do's and don'ts. Okay, I got gotcha. you. No don't no, worry. No
0: spoilers. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I, I don't wanna I don't want to know if it was a do or a don't yet.
1: All right, we now begin the travel do's and don'ts. Uh, travel do.
0: Is that like minus do seven,
1: one? Yeah, this is
0: one. Okay. Why are you I don't know it how to structure to. this. I, I meant do. Okay. Yeah, but like... No, do keep, 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 okay. start at two. <laughs> travel. I'm just fucking with you. Two.
1: <laughs> do. <laughs> drive. If it is within. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out a feeler here and see what, what your threshold is. How far of a drive would you say it's worth it to drive before you fly mm. hour wise?
0: I think the max I've done is like, mm, like seven or eight hours. Hmm. I feel like that's kind of like if you're driving a full work day, like I feel like that's the max.
1: Mm hmm. Um, a good way to think about it is how much is the plane ticket? Mm hmm and then subtract the amount of gas
0: you spend by driving instead and the cost of like a rental car if you need to pick one up. if you're
1: getting a rental car or if you just yeah yeah exact that's another one good yeah. oh that i'm gonna add that to my dues <laughs> <laughs> all right let me pop that on there good we're doing this in real time folks This is say you know this is not a scripted podcast we didn't write this down it will be mm. weird if we did. Yeah, we're not
0: scabs. That would
1: be crazy. There's a writer's strike
0: scab- going on right now, and you <laughs> yeah. think we're scabbing?
1: Fuck Have you. you noticed our content has gone downhill lately? The writer's strike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here on a teleprompter like, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> um. No. Uh, you take the cost of a rental car plus the cost of a ticket, then you take... On the other hand, you take your other ledger and you go the cost of gas to get down there. And you can do, you know, oil changes if you want to be real particular, IRS-y about it. And then you take that difference. And then you go, okay, so let's say a plane ticket was 350, which to go to Nashville, Southwest apparently monopolizes the Nashville from Baltimore trip. Mm. I guess.
0: Well, I mean, BWI is a Southwest hub. Okay. And then Nashville is probably a Southwest hub.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so Southwest is my only I think option.
0: Georgia is like a Delta hub. That makes sense. Like a, Delta. I don't know. It's it's weird. You learn this traveling around a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So three thirty-three. Let's call it three fifty. Um. I amazingly, I was able to make it from Baltimore to Nashville. I think I could have done it in one tank of gas now i did stop at certain points to fill up because i'm mature now how many
0: miles do you get out of a tank though uh
1: well normally i have to fill up my tank after 500 miles but that's because most of my driving a lot of it is freeway shit but some of it's just stop and go inner city urban shit um, but when you're driving across the fucking country, it's all a highway. Yeah. And I also took all my music shit out. I took all the speakers and everything, which like weighed on my car significantly. Mm-hmm. You get better mileage. Um, so I was able to get... I think I could have gotten like 650 or 700 out of a tank, okay. which I think is about how far it is to Nashville. Mm-hmm. So one tank of gas, which is about $65, I could make it to Nashville. And then back would be... You know, but we're only doing one way because that, that three thirty was one way, which is mm-hmm. insane, I think. Um, so you subtract that out, and now you're looking, you're saving about two hundred fifty dollars. You're driving twelve, you're driving ten hours. So you look at it, I'm paying myself twenty five dollars an hour to drive. That's True. a good day's work. Yeah, it's not bad. You have to look at it that way. I always, I and anytime I do anything, this is this is what, what uh, you if you if you don't make a lot of money. And you have a lot of things that kind of work, but not really. You have a lot of side hustles and weird income streams. You start to look at everything from an hourly wage. When I went to court on Wednesday morning, that took two hours out of my day to get up, go to court, be there on time, sit there for about an hour after all was said and done, waiting for my trial, waiting for my paperwork after, two hours, I turned negative $90 into zero. That's $45 an hour. Yeah. I worked a two-hour $90 shift that day. I had I could have just bent over and paid it and spent $90, bucks, but I didn't. I woke up, I put the two hours of work in, and I made $45 an hour. So in the same way, you go down te- you go down to Nashville, you're driving, you save $250 on this trip each way, $25 an hour if the amount of money is an amount of money that you would actually show up and work a shift for i say drive Mm. you know i say drive um i think that a good and i think like really i think the cutoff is probably 12 hours for me okay because if i were to go now that i've done it it's it's a grueling drive it's not easy but i've also done miami baltimore and i've also done new orleans and Baltimore. Uh, I guess technically four times because two each time, two each trip, yeah, yeah. and I've been in New Orleans twice, Uh, driven both times. Well, I've been in New Orleans more than that, but I've driven to it and back twice. So like those are like 18, 19-hour drives. So 12-hour drive, that's manageable. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing, and this leads me to the next do. So So do drive if you calculate the hourly wage to be feasible or you can go with the general rule of thumb, 12 hours. I would not recommend driving to Miami again
0: yeah it seems like
1: 18 and a half hours that's too horrible yeah
0: i if, mean because a flight to if i remember a flight to like orlando was like three hours so mm-hmm. i can't imagine the miami being much longer than that mm. oh it is uh well i mean the a flight probably not
1: but orlando to miami is probably like another it, drive-wise drive-wise it's another. big yeah but it's flying insane. it's not much florida's deceivingly uh
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, same with Tennessee. Large. Yeah. Tennessee is insane. Because you enter Tennessee by the Smoky Mountains, and -hmm. then you're still like three and a half, four hours from Nashville.
1: Yeah. 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 Because
0: Tennessee, it's not tall, but it is wide. Mm.
1: Fun Tennessee fact. And Nashville's in
0: the middle. If you want to go all the way over to like Knoxville or whatever the fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Knoxville is Memphis. You mean Memphis Memphis is all the way west. So Tennessee, the three stars on their flag, I looked this up when I was down there tennessee fact tennessee fact tennessee trivia the three stars on the tennessee flag because if you look at the tennessee flag it's a red flag with a blue circle white outline with three white stars kind of like off kilter and then there's a little blue strip at the tip of the flag as well which i don't know what that represents because i can only get live to do so much googling for me when mm-hmm. i drive well she was asleep yeah yeah exactly I'm i gotta wake her up <laughs> um oh live was live was great she had a uh, a uh, blanket and a pillow. I don't, you know, she, she fell asleep in Nashville, woke up in Towson. Uh, so she, she, she would recommend driving all the way. <laughs> um, but the three stars represent the three regions of Tennessee, Eastern, Central, and Western. And they purposely purposely, uh, kind of put them off kilter so that no one star has prominence over the other. But those are the three regions. It's insane. Coming from a state like Maryland, where we are a relatively smaller state, it always does kind of boggle my mind when I go to bigger states. And and it's really an East Coast thing because the East Coast states are colonies.
0: Yeah, they're like the original 13 colonies. Yeah.
1: And uh, then whenever you go out past there, those are just territories. Mm-hmm. Like, And apparently... Um, also, yeah, people will just
0: go, yeah, and be like, mind, 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 mind. Okay, All I'm stopping. Yeah, because if you go any further, we might fall off.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know how far this goes. Um, but that yeah, that's another little side tangent. But just kind of like how the territories are founded. Like, you know, they would just people would just go out there, and the government was like, look, anything that you want to lay claim to is yours. And so they go out there, and then it would be like a bunch of people out there, and there it would be like a U.S. territory, but it wouldn't be a state. So they didn't have any say in like laws and shit and the u.s kind of was just like you guys figure out your own thing so they would have like their own police force their own sheriffs their own everything um and just kind of like if they were able to like kind of get it down and be like all right we kind of got like a situated situation over here then they could apply for statehood but all these places out there these territories are humongous you know when you come from a a state like maryland or delaware you go out there you can't fucking believe how big these territories are and it's like I don't even feel any like when I go to Ocean City or when I go to Western Maryland that's a three hour drive and I already feel like I'm in a different country sometimes you know not so much Ocean City but everything in between Ocean City I don't feel a kinship to those Mm -mm. to that region and when you go out to the mountains in Western Maryland I don't feel a kinship to that either Um, but when you talk about states like Tennessee where the East Tennessee border to the West Tennessee border you're talking like Ten hours, maybe twelve longer. It's like, dude, that's not even that's fucking huge. You're only the same state by name. Like at that yeah. point, there's nothing. It's that-
0: nuts because, like, if you're in Nashville, you could go to, like, uh, what is it? Kentucky is right above it, or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kentucky, big, the yes. big, the big city. I forget what it's called. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville is like mm-hmm. an hour from Nashville. Yeah, if you're in the Smoky Mountains, you're basically you know 20 minutes from georgia and south carolina yeah like the north carolina it's so weird yeah like the map is so weird in some of those like uh pinch points
1: it definitely throws you off when there's a part where you're driving home uh through west virginia and then there's like you're kind of passing over a river i believe it's a potomac and you're kind of weaving through the appalachian mountains and there's a part where you literally you're on you're in west virginia you cross a bridge, then you're in, you cross a bridge, and for about, I want to say, driving at 60 miles per hour, you're in Virginia mm-hmm. for, I want to say, 15 yeah, like, seconds. The water is the, yeah. s- the line. Yeah, you're in Virginia for 15 seconds, and you turn a corner, and then you're in Maryland. So you're mm-hmm. in three states in a matter of like no time. So, but that's all because it's all like those original lines. And that's why if you look on a US map, you'll notice that. A lot of
0: the. Um, Everything out west is just very straight. Yeah, they just kind of drew them
1: like latitudinal with no deference to geographical things. But all the things on the East Coast are set like Maryland Virginia border is a Potomac River, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, and that was all done. And then, like, even like West Virginia and Virginia, another fun tidbit West Virginia split off from Virginia during the Civil War because they wanted to stay Union. Virginia wanted to go, uh, go South uh, Confederate. And so everybody on the north side of the Appalachian Mountains in Virginia made their own state, called it West Virginia, and said, we hereby vow to become the worst state. Uh, And then Delaware said, hold my beer. So Delaware still, against all odds, managed, even though they were first. First is worst. And uh, there is no better proof of that than Delaware. But yeah, West Virginia... uh, they say a lot of the reason why West Virginia is such a, it is the poorest state in the union. And and a lot of the reason for that is um, because they were supposed to be Virginia. They're supposed to be Virginia. They're supposed to have access to the Chesapeake Bay. They're supposed to have access to, you know, all this stuff. But instead they're just kind of like cut off by the mountains Mm -hmm. in their own little region. And they're just like, well, we have like no anything. So West Virginia, maybe at this point, I think the civil war is far enough behind us. And might want to consider becoming Virginia again. But anyway, I don't even know where we're at in this list. Travel, do, do, drive. Uh, travel 1A as it pertains to driving. Definitely get a rental car if you decide to fly. I I made this mistake up until last year, my entire life, because I was a, a cheap.
0: Yeah, we're trying to save Young a guy. save a penny, but then you end up spending a dollar. You exactly, know what I mean?
1: exactly. There is no better freedom than existing in a city with your own car. Yeah, Ubers. First of all, scooters. Even dude, scooters are up to like a dollar a minute. Yeah, it's insane. All that shit. It's more up. than an Uber.
0: It and is fun. like unless unless you're going to like New York or like a city with like really really good public transport. Like get a fucking car.
1: Yeah, you need a rental, and and I learned that when I went down to when I when I flew down to Miami for new or sometime before I actually drove lived down for uh, when she was staying there, um, Alex's coworker Jesse because we flew into Fort Lauderdale and he's from Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. he like you know he was I'm sure being wasted didn't hurt. But he was like, dude, I'm buying you a fucking rental car. And so he like got me a rental car. And trust me, I did try to convince him not to. But he was very adamant about it. And uh, he kind of had like a hookup, I think, or something. He still spent good money on it. And i still appreciative of that. Also, he got married recently. So congratulations. Nice. Congrats. Um, but he got me a rental car. And I remember when I got down there and picked it up from the airport, it was the first time that I'd ever gotten a rental car. And when I had one, just that sense of like there's so much shit that like when you can only Uber places, yeah. you don't even
0: th- Yeah, it's instantly you don't have to pay the forty dollar Uber from the uh-huh. airport just to get into the city.
1: And you can do what you kind of really want to do, which is drive around. Yeah, you're going check to every place out. you've never been, and you're supposed to sit there in your hotel and you have to like predetermine every single destination you have. Call a person, you get somewhere, it wasn't what you thought. You'd be now I gotta call another Uber. It's like, no, get a fucking car, drive around. If the costs if the costs alone don't even out after you've taken seven Ubers a day, round trip, here, there, blah, 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 and the cost of a rental car, if the costs alone don't outweigh that depending on what city you're in, at the very least, when you add in the convenience of just being able to freely traverse anywhere you want, mm-hmm. you can go, to, oh, let's go horseback riding in Murfreesboro an hour away. Sure. How much would an Uber be for that?
0: unbelievable
1: yeah. yeah shit you can do you know so definitely get a rental car it's fucking worth it unless like you said you go to a city like new york where new york is impressive with that it's i love new it's
0: york. really it's literally probably only new york too yeah i think you know it's the only I mean?
1: city where the transport is
0: let that like they, they even go out to the it's, suburbs it's, and shit, it's like. inconvenient to have a car in new york mm-hmm. and that might be the only city <laughs> like every other city you need a fucking car yeah like especially la Mm-hmm. Especially Florida. Yeah. Especially Georgia. Like definitely Tennessee. Yes. Cuz like most of these big cities now aren't really city cities. It's yeah. just like fucking mega mall counties. Yep. Mhm. So like mm-hmm. you still need to you need, you know, everything's like 20 30 minutes apart.
1: Yeah. So that is a big do on that regard. Um going into so that was 1 and 1b one 1a one and 1b pertaining to cars uh 2 no no 1c there is no 1c one one
0: 1c should have been car
1: <laughs> well that is the car right
0: mm, i thought it was 1b
1: oh yeah well okay you're right we did start on 1b 1a <laughs> <laughs> <One> was <laughs> different thing so, so yes one c is the car one c is okay. car thank god uh <laughs> all right <laughs> and now was up. <laughs> now we can move on now we've mediated that um uh two i don't care who tries to tell you otherwise i don't care if your girlfriend's on your case did you book the hotel yet did you blah 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 don't listen to them Book the hotel with like two or three days to spare. Let me explain the concept of basic... Ep- 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 economics. Yeah. <laughs> right, Epiconomic. Take two. two. Writer strike. Who put that on the prompter? Let me explain the concept of basic economics for you, folks. I am a professional musician. This is what I do... To make my living, this is how I pay for rent and such extravagant trips, trotting around the world, horseback riding.
0: This is how I afford to pay myself $25 an hour <laughs> to drive <laughs>
1: <laughs> in hypothetical money.
0: <laughs> I am rolling in hypothetical so, money. I mean, but what is it? That's like the, the opportunity cost, right?
1: Opportunity cost. I'm a big opportunity cost guy.
0: Yeah.
1: If there if you could see my bank account. How full of opportunity costs it is.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I'm collecting big interest on that, baby. You're big on futures. Big on futures. <laughs> dividends. Everything I do is dividends. Um uh, shit. What the fuck was I saying? Um I play music for a living and and I try, I have a set minimum that I tried, especially on a Friday, Saturday. Those are obviously logically thinking, high demand days for live music, you know, there people book on Thursdays. Yes. Uh, Sundays, I would say Thursday and Sunday are tier two days where like, they're definitely still up more, you're more likely to see live music, but not quite Friday, Saturday. And then you have your tier three days, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which are the lowest, least likely days to find a market for live music. But Friday and Saturday are tier one. So I have basically kind of loose minimums, that I shoot for depending on the day. Higher demand days means that you can get more money because there's more places demanding music, so you don't have to bend as much and compromise because if one place turns down your price, you can go with someone else. On a low demand day like a Monday or Tuesday, you might only you might be talking to the only person in town who wants music on a Monday night, so you kind of got to either take it or leave it. Um, so that goes with everything, though. That goes with everything. If you're flying, if you're booking a plane a hotel, anything. Everybody in business, their goal is to fill up and maximize profit. If you're a hotel and you are about a week out uh, from uh, from the weekend that you're trying to book and there's still several rooms available, does the price go up for those hotels or does, dare I say, the price go down? Of course it goes down because at that point, the hotel has already filled up a solid amount of rooms at people who booked a month, two months, three months, six months, a year out maybe in some cases. Um, They just want to fill that room and get whatever they can get for it because otherwise it's sitting there vacant making them no money. So, and this is this is kind of another thing where like we talked about certain rules don't apply for certain places. If you're going to a city like New York, uh, the rental car rule 1C does not apply. Um, if you're going to a place like Ocean City, a small beach town, where it's very realistic that the city could actually sell out. Yeah. But I make those jokes with Liv when she's like, Nashville, what if there's no rooms left? Nashville's not going to yeah, sell Nashville's
0: out. Nashville's not going to sell it's out.
1: It's a humongous city. New York is not going to sell out. I promise you on any given night, there has never been a time in history when every hotel room in New York was booked. It's not going to happen, okay? So when you go to a city like that, you have to understand that You could show up the day of and find hotels available. It's fucking Nashville. Now, what I like to do, just because I don't want to deal, I don't want to play it that close to pocket, but three nights out, Wednesday night or or Tuesday night for a a Thursday trip, I book a hotel, great room, king bed, suite, right in the middle of where I want to be. Way cheaper than anything, because Liv got fed up with me because I kept on procrastinating with it. And she was like, fine, you just book it. Now. She got up and being like, did you book it yet? Can we talk about the hotel? Can we book I was like, look, you know what? Just let me handle it. And that way I'll handle it and it'll be good. And guess what? It'll save you all the stress and you know, whatever. And we go there and I said, how much do you think this room was? She's like, I don't know, like a thousand. I was like 600, 600. Got it for half, basically half as much as you thought. Why? Because you got to understand basic economics, folks, basic economics, economics you do not have to book that far out for hotels also rule 2b the this-
0: only the only um you brought up the ocean city point which is great mm-hmm. cuz i fucked myself one time doing that it's a necessary caveat yes. um but i would say uh this does not apply to air travel though hmm Air travel, you book it as far out in advance as you can because the last-minute tickets are always fucking jacked the fuck up. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I've been kind of—I I almost included that in this, and I didn't because I, something felt wrong about it because I have had experiences where I've gotten fucked. I've also had experience where I've I've benefited from it, but I would say with air travel, it's definitely more of a hit-or-miss thing. Yeah. There have been times when I've gotten tickets cheaper than I should have booking but there's also been times when I've definitely been like, I wish I booked this earlier. Yeah. So air travels, I don't know how to explain that really. Um, but so I don't, I, I mean, it doesn't really quite fit into my whole theorem, which is why I just chose to ignore it. That's why you chose
0: to drive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I chose to drive because I haven't figured out the formula for that yet. Um, but hotels for sure in big cities that that's a good way to go because like I said, otherwise the hotel's choices are we either give people kind of a bargain rate on this or we just make zero money this weekend on yeah. this hotel and then you know nobody benefits um, Rule 2b as it pertains to housing um, this might be a point where we disagree I'm I'm zero I'm done with Airbnbs I'm over them I'm 100 percent hotel yeah, gang.
0: It's not um, like before. Airbnb's was the cheaper option, yeah. but now it's like almost the same. Mm-hmm. And and to be fair, I do I do tend to pick Airbnb over a hotel for most vacations, mm-hmm. but for work, definitely fucking hotels.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it kind of depends. I, I did just, to do my due diligence, I did kind of browse around Airbnbs. Their site is kind of not user-friendly, I found. It's kind of weird to navigate. Like, it took me, like... I felt like a 80-year-old when I was on their website. I was like, am I, like, old and don't understand how the Internet works? Or is this site not exactly, like, the most intuitive site? Like, you kind of got to, like, really dig to find, like, things. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but there people have been talking, apparently Airbnb's stocks have gone down significantly. Um,
0: Yeah, it's like Airbnb is failing. Yeah.
1: And I think that, you know, Airbnb definitely hit, and I think about this a lot mainly because, uh, um, you know, Joey and your, like, ATB's, like, show Four and a Half Stars, the whole premise of that show was an Airbnb and, like, I did say to Joey, I was like, man, you guys should like do something with that concept and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, the only thing I would change though is maybe the Airbnb thing wouldn't be as relevant now. Maybe you could kind of put a twist on that concept if you, you know, assuming that you didn't want to just do like a season two of the show. But just because I've just noticed kind of like in popular culture, Airbnbs have kind of fallen off. And I think the reasons are very obvious for it. It's just... The main thing for me at, at this age is uh, I want accountability on the other end. I want to deal with a, like, I'm kind of the opposite when I go to, like, a restaurant. I don't like going to big corporate restaurants. I like going places where people are invested in the business. They have a personal connection. You might even meet the owner. Like, I, I think that you get a more high-quality experience like that as opposed, and also you get a more, uh, authentic experience when you travel around because a Ruth Chris in Nashville is not going to be that much different from a Ruth Chris in Baltimore mm-hmm. but your local thing might be different you know from a local thing in Baltimore um, but I'm not that way with hotels I want to stay at a place like a Marriott or because they have A they have the overhead and money and well it's money. just
0: like the McDonald's of you know like you know what you're going to get
1: yeah you're going to get you're going to yeah exactly you know what you're going to get and there's no better thing to know what you're going to get than where you're staying. You can... I'll take a surprise if I... I'm, I'll take a... I went out to dinner at this restaurant. I. I wasn't what I expected. That's two hours. Mm-hmm. I'll take a... You know, I went to a bar and the band sucked. That's one drink. I'm not booking an entire vacation rolling the dice. That is one situation where you need to know what you're going to get. And I also need to know... Obviously, you know the the tip. The obvious things with the benefits of a hotel. I like the access to room service. I like the uh, uh, accommodations, the amenities, and things. Coffee in the morning, things like that. Things that like you don't think matter until they do. When mm-hmm. you wake up and you're like, oh shit, they got coffee downstairs. Fuck yeah, I'll get a coffee. Oh, a bagel. It's a shitty bagel, but it's better than nothing. And then you leave and you just kind of leave. You just make sure your stuff and you don't, obviously you don't wreck the room, but like I don't have to fucking vacuum up and make it look like new whilst still paying a $175 cleaning fee after I've thoroughly clean the room you know you go on these airbnbs and it's like they'll advertise a room for a certain rate and then you go to checkout and they're like and then you see the final price and you're like how, the, how did you even come up with that and it's because they're tacking on all these extra fees where it's like the people that are hosting airbnbs the problem is people that are hosting airbnbs are not entrepreneurs they're people that want to make passive income on a room in their house and so they don't want now
0: now airbnbs are like all investment properties and shit so it's like people are trying to like min max making money and giving you a shitty product yeah
1: they have no interest they have a room in a good location and they don't want it, it it's very much passive income and it's kind of akin to like slumlords where like you'll have these like you know uh investment companies come in and just buy up buildings and just be like, we're just going to put people in here and just keep everything at the bare minimum and, you know, and just squeeze any amount of money we can get. the cheapest mattress, the cheapest
0: couch that we can imagine. And so
1: that's what these Airbnbs are. They don't want to deal with any of the extra shit that actually makes a hospitable stay. They don't want to do all that shit. They want to put you in there. They want to say, hey, you know, you come in here, make sure everything's cleaned up when you leave. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's like, dude, the last thing I need to be here when I'm on vacation is don't this, don't that, don't that. All right. I want to be able to live in this place. Obviously, I'm not going to be blasting cigs in the living room. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I want to be able to live in the place. I don't want to feel like I'm staying at someone's house. And that's kind of what an Airbnb is. It feels like you're staying at somebody's house because you are. And it's like, look, if I wanted to stay at somebody's house, I'd hit up my friend who lives in this city and I'd sit there and tread around lightly and not make too much noise. I don't want to do that when I'm paying money. I don't want to clean when I'm, I don't want to pay for cleaning when I'm cleaning. So like, yeah, I, there's very few situations, obviously always look around, but rule two B, dude, Airbnb, rule two B and B, Airbnbs are out, hotels are in, it's the move. You might stumble across a gold mine, but more often just find the hotel. You're going to be better off. You know what you're getting. It's a more comfortable experience. And, uh, yeah, uh, moving on rule number three. This is all kind of still, uh, we, we, we spent, we covered the big two of traveling. We covered getting there and we covered staying there. Now we're going to branch into being there. Mm-hmm. Things to do, things not to do. Uh, I'm also going to throw this in real quick. Rule 2C, don't stay downtown. Don't stay far away, but don't stay downtown. Um, You want to kind of find a neighborhood that's like close. Like, for instance, I stayed in Midtown, which is by downtown, but it's not downtown. The prices are way lower. Uh, You can get to downtown, especially if you followed the first rule, uh, rule 1C, have a car with you. Uh, you can get to downtown in five minutes you don't need to be on Broadway when yeah. you go to Nashville you don't need to do that you can stay you can scooter there it'll take you 10 minutes it's whatever a lot of these cities are very navigable most of the places you want to be are all within a radius so you don't need to stay downtown the, the hotels will be cheaper it's less crowded it's more i I, I was par- I parked across the street from the hotel every night free parking no problem they tried to get me to pay for parking I was like I think I see a spot. I think I see a whole street of parking across the street. I, I just told them I didn't have a car. It's mm-hmm. so like, I didn't have a car. They're like, wow, you don't even follow rule one, see? <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, just real quick, just definitely, you don't need to stay downtown. Outside of that, we touched upon this a little bit uh, with, with food and, and touristy things. This is a gray area because I know people like, it's
0: personal preference
1: I know people that go both ways and I this is one of the things I'm, I'm a very formulaic person I, I, I take hard lines on a lot of things um, this is an example of I don't think either hard line is good I think that this is a truly in the middle thing and that is you have to utilize and uh, you have touristy places and not touristy places I've talked about this story all the time when I went to Chicago with my ex. And we went there, and all I wanted was a deep dish pizza. And all I had heard was Lumonati's was like their big deep dish place. But because my ex's friend was very bohemian and... Oh, no, you don't want that. Trust me, I've been living here for five and a half months. I know real Chicago pizza. We had to instead go to some underground you know whatever like lesser known tourists don't know about this place place and it wasn't that good Mm -hmm. and then you sit there and go hmm maybe some things are popular as we've talked about several times because it's good some pop music some popular music is popular because it's good and some not popular music is not popular because it sucks not everything is automatically shitty when it's popular and not everything is automatically dope when it's not popular. Sometimes people don't know about your pizza place because your pizza place fucking sucks. And Lou Manati, who started making pizza 178,000 years ago in Chicago and has now expanded to a point where everybody around the country knows him, that, dare I say, potentially could be because the fucking pizza's good, you know? So I did go to Hattie B's. Because oh, I employed yeah. that tastefulness. I saw that the line was longer than I would have liked, but we went to the one in Midtown, which was nowhere near as bad as the one in Downtown. The one in Downtown, I would not have stayed in line. But I did wait 30-something minutes in line at Hattie B's Midtown, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And you know what? You're
0: not going to sit And also, here. with all those people going in and out of there, you know it's going to be fucking fresh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You know you're not getting shit that's been sitting around all day.
1: Yes. And look, the opposite side of that is I've been on vacations with my friends that are, you know, that they they just they just they uh, there is a tourist trap they'll get trapped. You know, they'll walk down you have to have a good sense of things. There are places that kind of like well, this is another thing we've talked about in the past but like you go to like a beach place like a Cancun, you know, something like that, St. Petersburg, Daytona, like beachy places and then there, you can you have to have a sense of when a bar is trying to pretend to be exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. Like, there'll be like a tiki beach bar and you're like, Oh my God, what a coincidence. That's exactly what I want. A tiki beach bar. And it's like, trust me, dude, you might find out the actual best places, fucking Sam's, you know, and you go to Sam's and it's the best fucking bar, you know? So you have to, you know, not fall into like you're on and It's like honky tonk throw down. And you're like, all right, but actually I bet you this bar over here the purple chandelier is awesome and probably the better bar to be at. So like, those are things you have to have sense of. But there's other things that Hattie B's, when you Google best chicken, best hot chicken in Nashville, and it's not just most popular. You go, you go on private reviews of people reviewing it and they're like, no, Hattie B's rocks. Yeah. You can't just be the kind of person that's like, well, it's the most popular. I'm going to go to fucking Linda's on 7th. No, don't go to fucking Linda's. If Linda's was as good as Hattie B's, You'd fucking Google it and Lindas would show up.
0: Yeah, there'd be like three Lindas. Yeah. Like, wait, which one do I have to go yeah, to? Yeah, which one do I go to? So oh, it's a chain. Oh, so they're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went to Hattie B's. It was fucking awesome. And I and and like that again, so so you have to obviously first and foremost, I I shouldn't even need to say this to anyone. Do not obviously go to national chains when you're in another town. I mean, if you're go, if you go to Nashville and you go to a fucking Chili's, you're a lost cause. If you're fucking going to Roost Chris, I can't even talk to you. You don't This 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 segment is not for you because you're yeah. too far gone.
0: If you go to the Nashville Cheesecake Factory and get the Nashville hot chicken there, like Yeah.
1: It's just on. I can't even fathom it. I can't even fathom it. So that's we're not even gonna discuss that. We're assuming that everyone listening to this podcast is at least somewhat, you know, uh uh thinking, sentient being enough to know that. We're really discussing local chains versus, you know, obscure random places and having the wherewithal to know that sometimes a local chain is good. Look, you come to Baltimore, you see Royal Farms. Guess what? The chicken's fucking good. Yeah, Get over it. It's it's good.
0: You don't have to have that for every meal, but you might as well try it. Try it out. Come on.
1: Try it out. And you loved it. I loved it. It was great. It was the perfect amount of heat. I was tempted to go spicier. I got hot, which is two notches below because it's like they have like I I like the way they did safe. Six levels of hot. There's like southern, which is no heat, which Liv got mild, which is one above it, and it was still pretty hot. But also I think my tongue was sensitive because like once you've eaten something spicy, kind of everything's spicy. It's weird. It just
0: reactivates it.
1: Yeah. Um, so like and then they have like mild, medium, hot which they have in brackets of like, this is like kind of like where you want to be for like a normal person. And they have like two above that. And I was like, Jim, look, I know you eat a lot of Indian food, but you don't need to be getting fucking damn hot right now. All right. Yeah. They told you what the uh, range is for normal people. If you want to give yourself a pat on the back and get the hottest of normal, that's good. And guess what? It was the perfect amount of heat. It was exactly how I described it. As hot as you should get for a normal person. I was like, that's me. I am not an abnormal hot guy. Yeah, you know.
0: And if you if you're still doing shit the rest of the day, it's like, why risk having to have like a fucking oh my god, yeah, I got to take a shit now. Yep. Moment. Yep. Absolutely not. Why ruin your day with that? Mm-hmm. And I fucking love hot food. I mean, I think when I went to Hottie Bees, I got the max because I knew we just got in and we're going to our hotel for the night.
1: Boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. Air bed and bathroom is all you need there, baby. Um. This um I like how we're still at three because I just keep doing subcategories every one. <laughs> uh I just want to toss in just a quick one for two D. Stay, I think three nights. I've always this is a personal preference in me of mine. I don't need to uh I, I prefer multiple short vacations over uh, less long vacations. I am a big proponent of, unless you're going to a place like Europe or something where, like, obviously you're not going to do Europe for three fucking days. Yeah. But, but what, if you're
0: what you're going, doing is, all right, let's do three nights here. Then we'll go to a different country for three nights. And we'll go to a different country for three nights. Boom. See? You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's what you want to do. Look, I mean, there's only so much, there's only really so much you can honestly get out of one singular trip, I think. It's kind of like they say, like, uh, smoking weed, you don't get high the first time. I think when you go to certain cities, you don't truly enjoy the city until you go back again with some type of sense of a baseline of what you know is good, and then you can branch out from there. Yeah. Because the first phase, the first time you hit it, you rip it, um, you're just kind of trying to figure out anything that isn't shitty. Yeah. And then once you get to go back again a year later, yeah, we were just in Nashville last year, you go back and then you can kind of be like, you have like your baselines and you can be like, oh, I'm going to do this and that because I know that was awesome. And then maybe we'll try something else this time, blah, blah, blah. That's when you're really experiencing the city because that's what people in that actually live there are doing all the time. I live in Baltimore. I know the places I'm going to hit. I go to the same fucking bars all the time. And every now and then I try something different. And maybe it sucks and maybe it doesn't. But now I'm actually experiencing, you know, I'm living in it. So I think three nights is just about as long as you can actually do to, uh, on, on one take. One take of a city, you get there, and this kind of falls into rule four. You don't have to go out every night. Look, we went, out, we went out to dinner on Thursday because I had to sleep when I got into the hotel at like two. I slept for like three hours. Woke up just in time for dinner. We had dinner somewhere, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm good to stay in tonight. We'll go out tomorrow night. We went out the next day. We went horseback riding. We went out that night. Great time on Broadway. But I got it. I get it. I've been to bars before. Yeah. You know, here's a, as it pertains to Nashville, look, I saw, I saw an amazing band called Hippies and Cowboys. The guitarist was absolutely fucking shredding. He looked like fucking Jimmy Page. You could tell that it was like, like they have like lights. They had like fucking sound, man. It was not the sophomore at the point experience. It was not us mixing from stage. It was like, this is a professional thing. They had like guys coming in and like performing songs and popping off and not being on the next song. It was like, it's a whole production. And like, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. That's That was the band that played that Kid Rock song before the podcast, um, but I also saw a lot of bands that I was like, all right, dude, we get it. You, I guess magically, because you just are in Nashville, people are gonna think you're good, but this is this is trash. This is trash. <laughs> like there were so many bands that I saw. I was like, dude, we could we could rock these dudes under the fucking absolute table, which is kind of how I expected to feel. I expected because I understand that in reality, um, when people talk about cities and things like that, it's not so much that the talent in certain places is better. It's really just that there's more good talent. So any given band from any given city could be better than the next one. It's just a matter of when you go to a place like Nashville, there's more good bands. It doesn't mean that the best band in fucking Tuscaloosa couldn't rip the Nashville band. Mm. It just means that there's only probably one good band in Tuscaloosa. you know. So in Nashville, it was like, you know. this kind of goes into another thing, which is, Most cities, and I mean this in my experience, most cities are a little, they don't quite live up to the hype. To this day, the only city that's ever actually lived up to the hype of everything I thought it would be is New York. It's the only city when I drove in, I didn't have that thought of like, oh, I guess that's it. I had that thought of like, wow. Yeah, like, damn. That's New York. Like, this is crazy. I had never, like, every movie, every like I drove in over that bridge and I was like, Oh, we're here, mm-hmm. we're here, baby. And you get in there, and people are moving around you on know, the subway. You're like, this is exactly when I went to fucking Hollywood in LA. I was like, I, I had to ask Scott, "Is this Hollywood?" He was like, "Yeah, this is." I was like, "Wow, this is lame as fuck." Yeah. So most cities aren't going to live up to it. So when you go to Nashville, don't think that every single uh, bar you step into, you're going to be watching fucking uh, George Strait and chris stapleton kenny chesney and shit you're watching a bunch of guys who live in tennessee who play music and they happen to live by nashville or they were a mediocre band from some other city in america and then moved to nashville and then thought that by playing at a bar for tips that they're magically awesome all of a sudden it's not the case uh last thing here
0: for the do's
1: for the do's i don't even have any don'ts <laughs> I we already kind of talked about the don'ts yeah all the, the don'ts dues. fall into the do's uh This, I think, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Lastly, plan some things, but do not overplan. Do not turn what is supposed to be a vacation into a to-do list. One plan per day and coast. One plan and coast. Kick And push. Loopy fiasco. Loopy fiasco. Loopy,
0: that damn loopy fiasco. (laughs)
1: Loopy fiasco said that. Kick, kick, push. One plan per day. I cannot stand being on trips. And look, this is where, this is where girlfriends are good on trips and this is where boyfriends are good on trips. Not saying that you should bring both. But you're the boyfriend. It's my, I view it as, the girl is the one who's more likely to come up with like, things to do Mm -hmm. i and i think that i share this with most guys i know this is a generalization but i'm content to just exist where i'm at yeah i'm content to just be in nashville and just exist and relax and do things that i would normally do but in nashville yeah you know like i'm
0: down to do cool things but like I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what they Yeah, are. I'm
1: not going to wring my brain. Like, I'm cool to, like, walk down a street, see a cool bar, pop in, grab a couple of beers, watch a band. Yeah, or go to, like, a
0: park or something. Yeah. Be like, oh, this is nice.
1: And I think that's why it's a perfect combination when you go on a couple's trip. Because it's, like, you have that mix of, like, the girlfriend kind of, like, giving their some structure. But you also have the boyfriend thing of being, like, all right, we're doing this. But like on the way back from that, maybe we'll catch like a, a sandwich shop and just pop in there, you know, and just, we don't have to plan it. You know, you just do things. And so I think that that's like the perfect amount because I, what you know, like when you get back from a vacation and you just like crash on your bed, it's because in a lot of ways, vacations are like more work than not vacations. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually doing more shit. Like if you actually factor in the amount that you're like walking around even, just walking, how often am I just walking multiple city blocks all over, doing this, doing that, hiking up a mountain, riding a horse. I'm not doing that in Towson. Yeah,
0: you're not even drinking water. <laughs> what did I do where, today? Where am I going to get water?
1: <laughs> my average day-to-day is so much more sedentary than my most relaxing vacation. Even the even walking to a beach to find a spot is like more fucking just random walking than I do yeah. on a day-to-day. So it's a lot of work. Vacations are work. You know, and that, so that kind of ties into like uh, the other thing I was going to say, which is you don't have to go out every night, you, um, you know, do what you feel like doing. I went to Broadway. I got it. I don't need to go there again another night. I get it. I've been to bars. I play in bars. I know what a packed bar is. I, you know, you go there, you drink, you get drunk enough that everybody start, the bands all start sounding good and you're having a good time and then you are like doing this. Ooh. And then you go home, you get a fucking hot dog and you go home. I did that. I don't need to do that again. So, yeah, one plan a day keeps the boredom away. Two plans a day, what can I say? You're doing too much. Mm -hmm. You're doing too much. And that concludes that segment, which is the longest segment (laughs) we've ever had a whole time. (laughs) I thought, oh, that'd be neat. That's a whole podcast in itself. I'll clip this (laughs) as an entire episode. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, enough about. That we had a couple of things we want to touch upon. Primarily uh air conditioning. Uh, oh, yeah. know about this.
0: Yeah, just hey, now the new house corner. hmm Uh luckily when, you know, we were negotiating our contract and shit for the house, we made them tack in because we were trying to have them knock off some money, but they like wouldn't budge past a certain point. So we're like, all right, mm-hmm. we'll do your number, but you gotta give us two years of this like american home shield or whatever like it's insurance for like literally anything so we used it when we first moved in to have our all of our locks rekeyed and then maybe like a month ago something was acting up with our ac so we had someone come out fix it cut to this week i went downstairs and i saw like a big puddle under my like furnace ac whatever the fuck is in the basement Mm -hmm. like that's not right yeah clean it all up, open it up and there's like water on the inside too and I'm like, that's even worse. Mm Dry it all up. We have like a dehumidifier downstairs which I rarely empty. I was like I'm going to put this all back together. Maybe I just need to empty the dehumidifier. Maybe it was just too muggy or whatever the fuck down here. Too much condensation. But it seemed like a lot for condensation. Cut to today. Had a guy come out, look at it. There was like I turned the AC on for a couple hours before he got there because he gave me like a six hour fucking time frame of when they're going to come out. I love it. Which is insane. Yeah. It's so yeah. like, oh, Wednesday, yeah. anywhere from 12 to 6 p.m. Yeah. There's no is other. Is that convenient for
1: you? Yeah. There's no <laughs> other thing where you could get away with a six hour window. Yeah. Unless you're HVAC or a cable guy.
0: The crazy thing is like they randomly showed up yesterday. They texted me yesterday morning at like 8 in the morning, all lowercase.
1: six-day window.
0: <laughs> Completely lowercase text. Is tomorrow like 12 to 6 p.m. work for you? And I said, "Wow, sounds good.
1: Did you respond at in
0: lowercase? 5.50 that night, <laughs> an HVAC guy comes. And he's like, hey, I'm here to look at your house. And we're like, oh, you're actually not supposed to be here today. You're supposed to be here tomorrow. But. You came at 5:50, dude. I wouldn't even have to left work if you like yeah. early. Like I could have worked a, fu- a full day yeah. and still got home to let you in. Pretty fucking <sighs> crazy. But yeah, there's fucking ice on the inside of my AC unit in the basement or whatever the fuck. So the air was coming in, it was so cold and I guess there's some sort of like low coolant thing. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's also some screw loose. He said there was like a little bit of oil leaking. So Jesus. He, he filled me up with the you coolant your oil. and <laughs> the oil. Or whatever the fuck. And tightened a couple of screws and he's like, you should be good.
1: Every 5,000 miles, you gotta change your air
0: conditioning oil. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but my theory is the guy we had come out to look at shit a month ago left something loose.
1: Oh, you mean the lowercase uh, day off guy messed something up? No, I like, find that um, preposterous. A
0: month ago we had someone look at the AC, but it turned out to be like our thermostat got shorted out. Uh, so okay. it wasn't triggering like the AC to kick on. It was only having the fan come on. Gotcha. So we some guy came out to look at it for that. I'm thinking he left something loose or whatever the fuck. Made another guy come out.
1: These are uh uh yeah, it it sucks. Um that that's kind of what you deal with with Like any of the, what's the insurance company?
0: Um, American Home Shield. And they'll just like dispatch it to a random company in your area that they're partnered with. The
1: issue is with these insurance companies, and I I say the same thing about when you get like body work done in your car. I always tell people as the uh, person who has the insurance, you have the right. To get anyone to do the job, let's use in this instance, I don't know how it works with home insurance. So I'm just going to talk about car insurance. I'm assuming it's the same though. So if not, whatever. But for cars, you have the right to get someone else to do the work on your car as long as, and the insurance company is only liable to pay the amount that they gave you the estimate for. So if you can find somebody that'll do the work for that amount, you can pick anybody you want. That's, a, I guess, like a licensed whatever mm-hmm. dealer. Um, and then I guess also, like, if they charge a little bit more, then you can still apply the insurance coverage and then pay the rest on top. But I would still recommend that. Uh, and usually an insur- uh, any card mechanic, uh, body work, whatever, they're going to just, they want the work. So unless it's like this a ridiculously low estimate for the job, they're going to do it for that job. And the problem is these insurance companies... They want to pay as little as possible, um, obviously, for any claim. And they also have like a Rolodex of, or like not even a Rolodex, like just like one company that basically, like for instance, with they, there's like this place called Collisions, American Collisions Auto Care up in Cockeysville, and they basically field like every insurance claim because I, I guess their business model is just like, look, we're not the best, but what we will do is – agree to do any job at any rate in exchange for the insurance company always kicking over their their jobs to us and so what happens is they have like an insane amount of work to do and their whole business model is not doing quality work it's volume it's Mm -hmm. quantity not quality and so you'll send your car in there like um my ex had something wrong with her car door and it took them like three weeks to do it after they told her it would be like five days, or it shouldn't even be five days. Yeah. You know, but it took them like eight times that amount. And then when it came back, it still didn't, it wasn't right. And then she had to take it back and have them do it again. So it's like these places, you know, I'm, I'm certain that it's probably the same with home insurance, where it's like you have this insurance coverage and then you tell them something's up. And so they get the worst guy who doesn't even have a fucking shift button on his cell phone to capitalize a letter. To come out there and give you a six hour window and then show up with uh, 24 hours and 10 minutes from when he (laughs) should have shown up and then do a shitty job. And then it's like, and then you're just caught in this loop where it's like, I wonder if you have the ability to be like, all right, how much is this estimate for? I'm gonna go get fucking this other guy. I'm gonna go get Dominic Selesky to come in here, Tony Selesky. To look at my AC, I don't even know if he'd know anything about that. But still, apparently neither does that fucking guy.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's hey, blasphemous. The guy today did a great job, did it pretty quick, and uh, at least for the the home insurance shit, you just pay a deductible like flat rate for literally anything, and then they'll send someone to fix it. And if they can't fix it, they'll replace whatever it is. Sick.
1: I'm having similar uh, issues at my apartment very similar my air conditioning is leaking i had a maintenance guy come into my apartment which the maintenance guys in my apartment building are a little more lax about coming into my apartment than i would like them to be Mm -hmm. they have a key and they'll just knock and it's like i guess i could tell them to go away but it's kind of like they kind of do the same thing where it's like a six hour window it's like dude this is one building yeah where you get caught in traffic in the fucking elevator like (laughs) come on man figure it out and uh They'll come up and just like walk in the apartment. And this time it wasn't. I thought it was. He was like, yeah, the apartment below says they're getting a leak in the ceiling. So we had to like check this thing. I'm like, great. So now I'm fucking sitting here trying to watch my fucking political YouTube videos. I can't watch that because I got the fucking (laughs) guy. I'm trying to eat fucking uh, egg McMuffin that I made on my stove. My dishes aren't really done. I'm sitting there in my fucking underwear. I'm not putting pants on for you. Uh, I'm, I'm in my living room. Yeah. You should take your pants off. If anything, you know, read the room. Match the vibe. So he's in there sitting right next to me working on the fucking vent. And and I'm just like, is this really what I have to put up with just because the apartment below is getting a leak? <laughs> That's their problem. They should be sitting in here right now. And I should be sitting in their fucking apartment freely watching YouTube. Because this is your problem. <laughs> this is your problem. And now I'm fucking dealing with it. You know, so now he gets done. He's like, oh, your collection pan or whatever. I've had this fucking leak. And the thing is, you have yours in the basement so you can see like a puddle or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mine goes under the carpet. So I'll just step on my carpet and it's just wet. Mm. And it's been like that for a long time. And here's the difference between a homeowner and a renter. I'm probably going to move out in November. That place is, it's like the apartment knows that. Yeah, and it's just throwing a fit and everything is <laughs> going on. my entire i my birthday is coming up in August and I like to usually have people over um, on my birthday do a power hour or whatever I'm actually second guessing if I even want people to come to my apartment on on, on that day, at night because literally what's happening is first of all there's a gigantic brown stain all along the, the patio window the balcony window because mm-hmm. of just water that's just been laying under and then getting trampled gets mixed with the dirt and just looks gross Um, and then also the fucking like whatever flooring was under the carpet because it's getting wet is starting to separate from the floors and so now my carpet is just bumpy I have to be walking around there's just like bumps it's like coming up from the thing and I'm like I'm walking around with a fucking uh, chicken mallet just slamming (laughs) my carpet everywhere and it's like I'm in this weird predicament where I'm like do I tell them because clearly this is Related to the people below me having a leak. Yeah. But also, this has been going on for a long time. I don't want a situation where the last two months of my living there are with my entire living room being torn out and maintenance guys coming in at will every day, all day, leaving it like that for a week and then coming back and restarting. I don't want that. Yeah. So I'm almost like, do I just leave? Like, do I just have a bumpy carpet for the next three months? I'm almost thinking, yeah. Yeah, I'm in a weird predicament. Like, do I just have a living room that I don't want anybody to come into? Do I maybe like have to like put a sign and be like, caution, gross floor ahead. Like one of those fucking yellow guys where it's not like a guy falling. It's just a guy like looking side eye. Yeah. Like, Danger. Like, you might look at me weird. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to think yeah, about it, but it up. sucks. It's
0: fucked up, dude. It's fucked up, but also it's like, that's not your problem and you shouldn't make it your problem. By having to deal with construction,
1: but uh, yeah, other than that, is there anything else relevant that happened? Uh,
0: I don't um, think so. You know, I'd, AC. Um, I saw Oppenheimer. We don't really have to talk about that. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. The the shitty part about it was having to see it in a movie theater that like they just didn't really care about like uh you could see like one of the exit signs behind the screen the whole movie hate that. so like there'd be like a really dramatic scene and someone walks off screen on the right and you're like oh there's the exit sign there's okay that's taking me out of it all right try to zone back in on the movie up eyes move down to it like a fucking mouse over a video you're trying to watch wow um but very good movie a little loud for me (laughs)
1: Yeah. Whoever (laughs) made that movie should have turned it down. You
0: should have turned it down a little bit. (laughs) Um, Great film.
1: Oppenheimer, of course, about the guy who invented the atomic bomb, Mm -hmm. who also invented the sentence, which has never been said again, and for good reason, not because it's a terrible thing to say, but because it sounds so stupid, I am become death. Destroyer of worlds. Destroyer of worlds.
0: It was actually... um, in the movie spoiler if you want it mm. so if anyone hasn't seen it maybe skip you know a minute or two japan but loses. they give the origin story of that phrase and it's um he's banging a chick nice and then she like gets off his dick goes to his bookcase picks a book out and she's like what's what's this language and he's like oh it's Sanskrit. She's like, can you read it? And he's like, I'm teaching myself. Like, what does this say? And then it's like, I think it's a story about like Vishnu. And it's like, I am Vishnu. Or like, I am death. I am become death, destroyer worlds or something. And then wow. she slips his dick back in her. Nice. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Oppenheimer, you <laughs> dirty dog. It was kind of crazy because the first like quarter of the movie, he's just like, you know, getting with chicks. <laughs> that's what that's (laughs) it's kind of silly in a way
1: (laughs) was it like gratuitous would you say or is it like i mean that was his lifestyle that's his lifestyle i mean i mean
0: yeah i don't know i don't really know how much of that is true and how much is you know made for the movie but uh it wasn't the only sex scene in the movie i would
1: hate if my grandmother banged oppenheimer dude i would hate
0: that dude because he was going after like taking women Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Now, suddenly, the atomic bomb is the second worst thing he ever did.
0: Mm -hmm. He was a womanizer. Womanizer, you piece of shit. But also, at the same time, they kind of, like, MLK'd his ass. Mm. They tried to, like, discredit him and his accomplishments because the U.S. was trying to, you know, keep their... uh, Weapons manufacturing going and building bigger, better bombs,
1: so is he like is he thought of in history? Does he go down in history as a good guy or a bad guy? What's the interpretation here?
0: um I mean a lot of people you know i don't I don't know how much of this is true. This is just all like shit that I've seen in media and whatever we learned in school, but it's like pe- people didn't think Japan was gonna give up. And instead of having thousands and thousands of people die over and over and over again, let's drop this, show of force, mm-hmm. and make them stop.
1: Yes. Now, did the movie cover it all? Because we discussed the bomb before on previous podcasts, I think, with Liz. Mm-hmm. Did they warn the cities or no? What's they, the final answer on they that?
0: They did warn the cities. Okay. Um, But also, like... The death count was, you know, quadruple what they thought it was going to be.
1: Wow. <sighs> it's still up in the air. I'll have to catch that.
0: I'll it's, watch that. It's fucking good. And it flies by. How it's long so is it? Fucking, it's three hours, but like it fucking. Is it server? No, not yet. Damn. The only reason like, you know, it's long when you see it in the theaters is because like by the end of it, you're like, I had to pee so bad, but I can't get up. <laughs> yeah.
1: I might go see that tonight. Yeah, check it out. It's fucking Wednesday, baby.
0: Fuck it. Cinemark. Wooey Wednesday.
1: Wooey Wednesday. <laughs> um, guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I hope that on your next trip you follow some of those rules, uh, and maybe you know ignore the other ones, whatever. Um, outside of that, plugs. Your show in Richmond is canceled. Yeah. Hot set.
0: Hot set. We're going to try to maybe uh, do something local with it. I think they want to rebook us down there for Richmond, but the producer is going to be out of town. So we didn't feel like doing it without them. That guy's always out of town.
1: Unbelievable. Um, Shows that may or may not be canceled on my end, tomorrow or tonight, if you're listening now, Thursday... July 27th. If the weather is nice, I will be at Ampercy in Fells Point from 6 to 9. That's Thursday, July 27th. If it's not raining or isn't wet, I'll let you know my story. Uh, This Friday, July 28th, Johnny Buckwheat and the County Kid. Duo, me and John Burkhart at CNR Towson from 9 to 1. That should be fun. Uh, they we, It was supposed to be a band gig, and then they were like, oh, it's summer. All the students are away, uh, so we don't have the budget. I kind of feel like that's a myth, a Towson myth. <laughs> that's a myth. <man. laughs> I, I do think that, just real quick, I, I've always heard that, that like, oh, yeah, Towson's like, people always make it out like Towson's like a ghost town during the summer, and it's like, not really, because if you think about it, uh. Obviously, a lot of kids have fake IDs, and that's like a portion of who's at the bars. But a lot of the people at bars are 21 or over. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're 21 in college, you're not staying in a dorm. In fact, I think in Taos, at Towson University, it's, like, it's not even really normal to be in a dorm your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. It's like most people kind of get an apartment after their freshman year. At the very least, they're in an apartment by the time they're old enough to go to a bar, which would be 21, which would be like your junior, senior year. So most... People that go to Towson University are living in Towson. They're not staying at a dorm and going home for the summer. Um, so Towson doesn't really clear out as much as people like to think. So I'm not,
0: and also a lot of people come home for the summer.
1: Exactly. So I'm not. I'm not entirely certain that the whole like oh bars are empty. I haven't experienced that. You go to a bar any time during the summer and it's. More packed than you'd like it to be in a lot of cases. So in any case, CNR Towson, Friday, July 28th, uh, 9 to 1 a.m. Me and John Burkhart duo. Uh, And then July 29th, that's a Saturday, I will be at what I am calling the O's Yankees pregame party. It's not branded as that, but I have decided to self-brand that because I'll be at Cross Street Market in Fed Hill from 2 to 6 right before the Orioles play the Yankees at home at 7 p.m. at Oriole Park Camden Yards, which is just a bop down the road. So if you're not currently, if you're not hanging out at Pickles, you're probably drinking in Fed Hill, and you'll probably see me. And I'm also, you'll probably see me at the game because I'm going to the game, which if you want to go, you should because I can get more tickets. But right now it's me, Lucas, Dom, Kayla. I was going to toss a group chat to everybody because there are some seats left. It's mostly sold out. Um, but we got, there's like a whole open section, like the upper deck. As I always say, there are no bad seats at Camden Yards. There are bad seats at the Ravens stadium. There are absolutely seats at the Ravens stadium that suck. Uh, that is not the case at Oriole park, Oriole park. There are no bad seats. The cheapest seat is a good seat. Um, so we will be there if you want to come out, I'll send a group chat, get everybody going. Uh, so that's July 29th, two to six at Cross street market. Um, other than that, at sophomore MD with three O's, uh, Jimmy Selesky across the board, Eric Glazer across the board, and of yeah. course at LFTS podcast on everything. Till next time, folks. Peace. Peace.